Today's episode, we're interviewing Fernie Creek Road's finest senior sticky man, Mitchell Robert Reed. And today we're also joined by Pippa Allity Reed for the intro to this very special guest. Mm-hmm. All right, Pippa, what's Signor scared of? Daddy. He's not scared of me. <laughs> what else is he scared of? Popcorn. <laughs> He's not scared of popcorn. Is he scared of spiders? Yeah? He's scared of farts. He's scared of farts? Hmm. What an interesting thing to be scared of. There's probably a real thing, do you reckon? Like a real, like, phobia? What would it be called if you were scared of farts? What? I don't know. What would you be called if you were scared of farts? Superhero of farts. The superhero of farts. Oh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sydney or Sticky Man Mitchell Robert Reed. incredibly smug all right sports fans welcome back today we are joined by as mentioned in the intro from pippa allity read.com her i was gonna say favorite uncle but you're in the top three actually that i don't even call you uncle which is funny so you just get called senior yes and so yeah no one calls me uncle no one calls me uncle it's all i ever wanted in life has anyone called you daddy lately no (laughs) All right, so we'll start off with the... You've listened to a couple of these before. Yes. So the whole preface is around, you know, making Joe's day and making... Taking his mind off um, the shit that he's going through at the moment. So we'll start off normally with an easy round. So don't look at the questions. Okay, I will try not to, even though that's on a massive A3 sheet of paper. It is on A3. uh, With, what, 72 size font? No. Need glasses, possibly? No, no, I accidentally (laughs) pressed the A3 instead of the... um, the A4 section today. So the first question in the easy round. So how many times do you, a week do you masturbate? Oh, probably twice. Oh, that's disappointing. I thought you were going to get embarrassed about that. No, it's a perfectly natural thing. Mm. It's something that everyone should do to make themselves feel better. Mitch Reed, the sexologist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get your hand off it. Easy round then. Um, when are you going to propose? Oh, not for a little while, I don't think. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe one day. One day. <laughs> I always liked your um, one to Stacey of every time it gets brought up, you had another week to mm. it. So. I made it do a double apprenticeship as well. So uh, eight, eight yeah. years before we got engaged, I think, or got married, one or the other. Um, yeah, so far so good. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Every time someone brings it up, it's like, um, yeah, just add a week to it. Yep. It's all good. Um, all right. So do you think it's fair that you've got all my height and more importantly, my length? God works in mysterious ways. Um, for height, oh, yeah, I think that was fair. Yeah, I'm a better person and I deserve a high stature. Mm. Um, <laughs> Naturally, like a pecking order. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just like, hey, you're awesome. Mm. That's why short people aren't really, you know, happy. Happy. Yeah, certainly not. And the length? Like, clearly, you got all my length. Yeah, but you've got to remember, um, I also have the extra foreskin um, <laughs> True. for some reason they decided to leave it on me and take it off nick mm. um which i think was probably i mean mm. why wreck a picasso <laughs> 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 why put uh, stickers on a ferrari like why destroy something that you know is so perfect Oh, so that might be the cover photo of the um, podcast for this one. Is this a picture of your... Well, you, we could take a photo, but I can actually send you some better ones. I've got some mm. high res. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. 
All right, so when you look back at your youth, uh, what moments stick out most, like around you know, potentially music, gaming, friends, girls, etc.? Uh, you sort of gave me a bit of a heads up with this one. It's kind of a funny thing because I think like pre like high school, I don't remember much. I don't have like bad memories. I'm not repressing anything. I don't think that, you know, it's going to come out by the end of the podcast. You did get touched in the, no, I'm joking. In the heart <laughs> um, multiple times. No, I, th- I think I've been sort of one of those people that's been fortunate enough to have everything, you know, not handed to them, but I've been pretty lucky with mates, family, uh, the people around us that, you know, give a fuck. Mm. Um, so I could, you know, coast by in life. How great is being white? <laughs> Middle class. And, <laughs> no, the, the early memories. Um, We're going to change the name of this podcast there. How good is being white? <laughs> <laughs> very. Um, yeah, we, I think we've just been very fortunate growing up. Um, what about music then? So what any, like you think back, because often like people get very nostalgic. Like even this morning, I legitimately was watching a Limp Biscuit film clip on youtube this morning just one of those days <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it just it does take you back to when you're in the late like late um high school that real formative when your taste of music becomes a bit more apparent and yeah thank fuck new metal kind of died in the ass mm. didn't it it really didn't have he's gonna do things his way <laughs> yeah um yeah i kind of look at like like what we grew up with like um probably coming back to your you growing up a little bit before me like you bringing music home I think one of sort of the earlier when I started to get into music was you bringing back like Nirvana Unplugged. That was the first um, CD I ever brought. I thought it was Live Lightning Crashes. No. Or Throne Copper, Throne Copper. Actually, you might be right. Smiling Politely. Homer Simpson. (laughs) Because I remember the first cassette. Do you remember your first cassette? I can even say what my first record was. I know, because that was Cherry Pie. Warrant Cherry Pie. I think I just liked it because of the woman on the front and didn't know why. Or that I just loved Pie. And can you remember where you brought it from? Brashes, yeah, uh, Brandon Park. Brandon Park Brashes. Um, would... I don't even know. I think a fishmonger's there now. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, a bank of some description. Oh. Mm. Yeah, For that, but... and that clanky noise in the background is a um, young Henry's Newtowner. Thanks to our sponsor to this segment. And I'm, um, what am I drinking? Four Pines uh, Pacific Ale. Just on, oh. a, just on a Monday night. Yeah, that's breaking yeah, all the rules. Healthy. You say? Um, it's Sunday in America still, so yeah. it's uh, technically a Sunday sip. No, no, it wouldn't be. Uh, it's it's it Monday might, morning and it, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're tied on a big one. Yeah, well. All right, so music, um, a bit of the, the crap that I would bring home. Yeah, well, I think mine kind of stemmed off of your taste of music and sort of what you brought mm. home. And I think we kind of, you went more into like sort of late teens, early 20s. You kind of went more onto guess mainstream hip-hop-ish kind of stuff where i kind hmm. of that reverted back to more metal and s- no 70s okay. 60s um grunge i mean grunge has i guess always been a staple but i kind of look back at it and that's probably really what i feel that we grew up on you hmm. I, I think my, probably my most listened to cd as a kid would have been uh alice and chains unplugged a band mm. I probably wouldn't even consider as a favourite band, but that CD just fucking hammered the shit yeah. out of it. I just um, love the intro. That that song, um, Nutshell. Yeah, yeah. That's like pitch perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that almost sounded like, what's going on? <laughs> all right, and um, all right, gaming and girls. Obviously, gaming was a, probably a bigger part of your youth than girls were. Yeah, by default. Yeah, by default. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can't get one, you t- tend to gravitate towards you, the other. You make one. 
<laughs> um, well, not even even then you couldn't really. There was a game was very different. Oh, it, was, it was a simpler time. It was, yeah. I mean, we didn't have the. It was kind of a take pot luck at what you find and, you know, recommendations from mates. But, I mean, not many of my friends were into gaming, so it was always kind of a, oh, yeah, well, I'll give that a try. Well, that's mm-hmm. shit. That was a waste of $90 then. So, really? it, it's, it's gone down in... It, it's relatively gotten lower over Because it time. used to be the consoles were uh, still quite expensive, but the games were... Nowadays, the consoles are reasonably priced and the games are more expensive. It always depends on the time when they're released. Like it's like buying a printer. Yeah. Like you pay more for the cartridges than yeah. you do for the printer. So. No, that's not a bad analogy considering they were in cartridges back then. So, except for PlayStation. Mm, fucking CDs. Mm. Alright, your favourite console and favourite game growing up? Oh, growing up would have had to have been um, uh, the Nintendo 64. Mm, Goldeneye? Probably Perfect Dark. It was it was the one by the same group that did Goldeneye, but mm. it was a little bit better. Shit story, but a great game. So I should have opened this podcast about how Mitch and I met, but anyway. I normally do that. How I start, met my but, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> average TV series. Two blokes drinking on a Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this one, I've got a couple more questions for this round. Uh, you have to rewatch one show in one season. What is it? You Game. only got one left. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Game of Thrones season one. Okay. And this is a question from an avid listener. Um, uh, Jay Sassoni underscore sexyman69 writes in, uh, what's the most, worst movie you've sat through ever? Oh. See, I'm one of those people that regardless of how shit a movie is, I will watch it to the end. <clears throat> Sadly, with the, uh, with Phoebe and I's different tastes in movies, I've had to, you know, expand out of my normal zone. We recently... I, I thought Magic Mike was fucking terrible. I, I thought it might have been one of those ones that, you know, people liked it enough, it had good enough reviews. It was fucking god-awful. Mm. That, I only gave it two and a half erections. It was uh, uh, three. There was a couple. Look, Channing Tatum. You've got to give him some credit. But um, actually, no. I don't even see how he's attractive. But it just I reckon he's an odd-looking fella. Okay. Yeah, more of a Matthew McConaughey man myself. McConaughey. Hey. Yeah. Um, I would say Magic Mike or Sex in the City two. If that wasn't an ad for Dubai, I don't know what is. Okay. And so, Sex in the City one was quite good. I'm assuming uh, you've seen the, the I, first one. I, it was tolerable. Mm. Yeah. Give it that. Look, I've seen worse films. Okay. And yeah, that was sort of in recent memory. Mm. Yeah. All right. And speaking of recent Thanks memory. Thanks for that question, Joe. Yeah. Um, speaking of recent memory, so your best album for 2019 or best song? I speak about albums, but they probably don't really come out in albums nowadays. But like, Yeah. I um. A little bit sort of uh, the way I listen to music now is I sort of go through Triple J, download a shit ton of their songs, and then just go, oh, hey, I ended up liking two or three tracks off that. This year I got about halfway through and just kind of lost interest, got a bit busy with studying that and haven't listened to much new music. Actually, um, album I've been listening to a lot this year was uh, The Best of David Bowie, which I mean, A, wasn't this year, and B, uh, it was a best of. So, but music-wise... This year, a couple of my favourite tracks. Uh, the Thing, uh, This Thing, King, Gizzard and the Lizard. Wizard? <laughs> Wizard. I'd say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> King, Gizzy and the Lizzy Wizzy. <laughs> it would save on a bit of time. Um, final Form, 
uh, Scent of the Grape. Oh, yeah. That's a real cool track. Um, Side Effects uh, by a chick that you... Um, the she was in New York. We talked about her a little while ago. She was a New York one, and, she, and you listened to her last album and really liked it. And then I'm like, hey, this, Nick, listen to this. Okay. I'm it's glad I recommended song. it. So, but, I, yeah. Yeah, so just... Um, can you give us some more of a clue? No, no. <laughs> so if, if for anyone listening, just listen to Triple J for the next... Um, yeah, and just piece it together and work yeah. out your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's um, the first segment done and dusted. Thank you again to our sponsor, Triple J, at Taxes at Work. You must be doing masturbation in there, aren't you? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, sporty fans. Uh, we're back with Mitchell Reed. Yes, you are. You Roger, that conf- <laughs> confirmation has been landed. I haven't passed out after a third of a beer. So. Mm. All the hard-hitting masturbating questions that I thought you'd find hard-hitting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, too easy. Mm. Actually, no, I can't think of anything, so I'll just say it's too easy. Mm. All right, so apart from cash, uh, what's been the hardest thing uh, renovating-wise? Oh, I, I think it's A, time, <laughs> B, effort, uh, C, uh, just even working out what the fuck to do next. It's kind of one of those things where you look at it and go, okay, well, we'll start this. Okay, well, that's going to fuck with that. And it, it's just all, it's just a time management thing. Um, and even just like for, like for Phoebe and I, it's just working out, you know, getting on the same page with different things and working out what we want to do, what's going to add value. And I guess that, that's the stage where it now is how much more money can we pump into the place before it's, you know, before we're doing... I, I couldn't do anything in the apartment because mm. there was going to be no value added. Yep. Do we stay? Do we go? Do Are we... you looking at it as a value added, like what with return on investment or what our lifestyle could be in five years time with this house like what do you which way are you looking at it the the funny thing is like lifestyle wise of where we live like i i never wanted to live in like um i think Batuta advocate said it best bogan farm just like a mm. house after house of new development you know square but i never even thought i'd have a backyard let alone you know You've gone, from, you. you've gone from an apartment yeah, looking yeah. at another apartment yeah it was a lovely apartment but fuck you'd sit at there barbecue and be like don't turn left don't turn left don't ah oh, shit I've looked I've looked should mm. I wave no no yeah. just put your head down um, they're calling the cops now yeah. <laughs> mummy that ball band's put cooking again <laughs> yeah. um, like we, we love the area um, it's, it's not a hill or... <laughs> no no uh, uh, upper, upper gully as the, the locals gully. call it I haven't actually heard anyone call it that, but um, <laughs> well, we're local. Try, and, try um, making a thing. Yeah, it'll catch on. With the vibe. No, but we we really we think we want to stay in the area. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we've, I've got the emotional attachment in the house already because we put so much fucking earth. Uh, earth. Mm. <laughs> Technically, te- yes. Um, earth, yeah. I think we're up to 150 ton of dirt that we've added to the place. Yeah. How many tons are? Ton, 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 <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> potatoes, um, enchiladas. Yeah, so I, I think it's just difficult now of working out, you know, what's what we can do, what adds value, and that's yep. probably the hardest part now. Uh, most of most of the last, you know, eighteen months has just been move one thing from one spot to another and go. Okay, we're well, moving that back now, are we? Yep, I'm not moving that kennel back. 
oh fuck no no <laughs> oh considering it yeah let's just put our hands in the air and just hope that the two people above us are going to slowly and gently drop it down to us so for your knowledge joe we wrapped mitch's house about two months ago before they got their uh, newest edition ned oh sorry just after you got ned and yeah gerald and diane dropped off a little ditty about gerald, gerald and diane. diane um dropped off one of their old massive kennels and we're talking like the kennel's probably the size of my apartment yeah <laughs> pretty much it's a fucking monster it's like a Taj Mahal for fucking dogged anyway so they wanted it on the decking under the clothesline and then lo and behold it- because we were doing stuff in the backyard yeah. still so it was like oh we're gonna have to move it we may as well have it out the way mm. fucking idiots yeah sure <laughs> enough we had to move it yesterday after um after the, the backyard renos yeah, a little bit of Jamie Drew reaction in, uh, <laughs> in the backyard so Keeping in the renovating theme, so what's the best thing you've learnt whilst renovating? That silence is a No, I was actually thinking the crickets, really, uh, in hmm. the background. Um, I, I don't think... I, I've learnt a lot, and I think there's a lot of things I've taken away from it, but I look and go, oh, I wish, you, I wish we had a garage to chuck stuff in beforehand so everything's out of the way, or I wish I did this. None of that stuff was feasible. Hmm. Like when you bought your first place... You guys did have an advantage of being... We could have moved back home, Hmm. but you guys had the advantage of living close and being able to renovate, gut it there. We kind of just went, hey, okay, we're moving in. Yep, we're ripping the carpet up. Yep, we're not touching the floors for a little while. We kind of jumped in and really... Learning what I did, there's no way around what we've learnt. Hmm. So I've I've learnt a, a lot of little skills. It's just... Even just what shit's called. Mm. I don't remember it, but I can like point at it and say, hey, that... The- I was impressed yesterday you pointed out a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, stop. Mm. <laughs> um, and a sledgehammer, which I whacked my, with my face the other day. I tried to do that really like cool flip, like to go around the head and just went straight into my face. Well, I'm all right. And then like 10 seconds later, I was like, I can taste copper. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but just it's just all the little shit. Um, I would say I've learned, but I, I still feel I'm going into the same pitfalls and literally like not remembering where holes the are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just shit like that. It's sort of one of those things that ah, yep, no one do that again, or we'll be better prepared. And sometimes we fall back into the same trap. Mm. Um, you know, like just planning. And the, the the best example was this weekend. We thought we'd planned ahead, and you know. Once we got started, we realised we were well out of our depth. Like we thought we'd be done by, you know, it'd be a 12-hour day the first day, the next day, a big day the first day, mm. get everything done. Then we thought we'd be kind of just, you know, tidying it all up. you sent out a Mayday, like a WhatsApp group. Mayday, like, boys, can you give us a hand? Um, just moving around some dirt. Yeah. And obviously, we had myself, Gerald, and Phoebe, yourself, and Dad um, there yesterday. Um, and we didn't move one bit of dirt. No, no, it was so just, just with all the, the laying out and stuff. Well, we like ended that, up so. having to build a retaining wall that we didn't expect to build. Like, it's just all this stuff mm. to go, okay, we think we should build a retaining wall to make sure the house doesn't mm. more, doesn't slide down of dirt and, you know, just all this little stuff that you go, like, for example, we've got a septic tank. We knew that there was a bit of concrete there. We thought it would be something, but, you know, actually. Didn't you see it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought you were like. Oh, sorry, I was just having a burp. It's not good. I didn't want to let you that. Um, it's just stuff like, okay, we knew something was there. And it's like, shit, we're going to actually have to deal with it. So we're just going to you know, throw a shit ton of rock in there and hope that um, <laughs> that, that solves everything. The band-aid. Yeah. All right, so we mentioned learning. Um, and you're studying again at the moment. Again? Is, well, you, this is your second crack at it. And you also oh, went to, you point, went to yeah. high school as well. Yeah. So um, 
what are you enjoying about that element and what do you think it might change for you in the future once you finish your course? Uh, I think for me, just going back to study, was it was, it was always something that, you know, I thought, okay, I might give it a crack. I should be able to, you know, do all right. Um, I'm now, you know, a little bit. I think when I last tried, I was maybe 22, 23, tried a subject on film and was like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? And then was like, well, I'm struggling. I'm out. Mm. And so I, I think for me, like getting past the first subject, which was, I mean, I was literally having panic attacks going, I can't get to 1500 words. What the fuck am I doing? This is just absolute shit. And struggling to get from like an, a, a paragraph mm. and actually learning how to have to do that again. And it was sort of one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, I put that in. I'm just like, oh, you got a distinction for that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? There's hand-holding hand you at the moment. Is there a Michelle Reed by chance? Oh, hopefully. Uh, I feel sorry for her yeah. then. <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't dropped out then. It was the blurst of times. It was the... Um, yeah, and it's just one of those things that sends it up being like, oh, shit, okay, I got a distinction for that subject. Oh, hey, I did that again. Oh, I'm actually not bad at this. Mm. Um, and look, I'm, I'm taking it slow. Um, I think by the end of it, it'll be good to have a degree, uh, considering work have been quite generous with giving me time off a week to, you know watch lectures and do all that kind of shit um so even at the end of it it's good just having a degree mm. just to and to be able to actually write coherently i mean i can get thoughts out and say them but most of the time well, that's I debatable can do, so yeah far, i know but... yeah but i mean instead of being able to go okay well i don't like that um i can you know bulk out words for it i can make it more formal rather than shit's fucked mm. and just pointing it and, and hoping that people understand what i mean uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh. All right. So as far as career, like obviously it's nice to have a piece of paper. From a work perspective, will that open some more doors for you, or is that not what it's about? It's more about making your brain bigger. Oh no! Look, it's um, it's definitely about um, hope, hopefully being able to open some doors. Um, hopefully I can um become a librarian by the end of it. Well, I will be once I've finished and I should be able to get some experience pretty much straight off the bat to, you know, uh, improve, uh, to get the work experience. It's just finding a permanent five-day-a-week job down the track. Mm. But I also think once I've got a degree, that's that hurdle over. Um, and then just deal with it. I can go into public libraries, academic libraries, um, focus on uh, teacher librarian which would probably be more in in turn with what an academic librarian does so um, with that field right so what are you now 36 35 35 I'm yeah, sorry yeah, thanks I should know that yeah well you didn't we had a birthday this year so it's hard to keep up um, next year too so by the time you retire at say 87 by the time the retirement age rolls around what will that work look like do you reckon like will will the tangible books still be oh wow no um that everything's dwindling like we, we've seen it with e-resources um publishers are now starting to find ways of presenting books to people that are you know the way to do it to subscription models have come in they've worked mm. out how they want to charge one of the worst groups of people you could possibly imagine in terms of they don't they they're the gatekeepers to it and they're not the ones that are actually creating the content they're mm. the ones that are you know dictating price the authors aren't getting the money the thing but the way it will change probably in the future will be that what a librarian will be doing isn't 
what a librarian does now. It, it's it's information literacy. It's me teaching you how to be self-reliant as mm. a learner. Yep. So you going out there and go, okay, I'm going to do a assignment on young Henry Beer and what they make. So then you'll be able to go out and find the best information possible online. Mm. So teaching you how to do proper word searches, creating... Uh, finding the proper data and going to the right sources. So if you had to say... Especially in a fake news time. Oh, (laughs) naturally. Um, So if you had to pick a trend that you would back as far as like investing in the next 20 years, like what do you see? Is it the subscription element or is it, you know, Uh, what what technology, you know, gimmick or trend will pop up and you'll go, shit, I did see that coming and it's... It's worked well in other fields and it's adapted to ours quite well. And Look, libraries are probably one of the slower industries to adopt stuff, but it also, it's based on what the younger generation are adopting. So you look at your kids growing up with an iPad or whatever. Because that's your clientele, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, most of them, uh, most kids now coming in have had a iPad since high school at least, mm. or a, a tablet device. So... Um, it's just all the simplifying of how information is given and how data works and how easy it is to find. So I, I can't see any trends that will take away from that that aren't already established. I was going to say, could you create Google? Like turn back time? Like you know what? I would invest in Yahoo. That's <laughs> due for a retro comeback. Um, or Dogpile? What, what is that? Bing? Bing. <laughs> we still use Bing at work. Serious? No, well, it's the first one you go what, to. to find Chrome? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like to find Google, sorry. Yeah, to fake Chrome. Yeah. All right, and so this one's a question that I use and I uh, do in most of the podcasts. So what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Um, <laughs> you, you know, the funny thing is, and uh, I wonder if the Joe would actually back me up considering he's just moved to Brunswick. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, probably invest in those areas, like save up and um, I, I don't know. I, I look at it to, to tell an eighteen-year-old version of me uh, would be probably get your hand off it. Um, you won't your, go blind. Yeah. To, uh, get your ass into gear. But I, I've been happy with how I've done things. I travelled early. I I have an apartment by myself at twenty-five, twenty-six. Mm. I've done a lot of travelling. Um, it's a different world and it already like, mm. but probably I would have loved to have invested in some of those areas that are you know and just live there yeah like, I, I remember when we were so would you have you gone more north then if that was a choice I would love to have I would say I would have but I wouldn't have I loved living around here it yep. all might like to the idea of living on the other side of the city and going okay well I'm going to get a bus and a train to get back to my mate's place for mum and dad to pick me up from the train station to go out for beers and I'm staying at their place Yep, that's um, a bit of effort. Yeah. Well, I could have driven, but still. <laughs> no, I think... Um, ah, yeah, do whatever, do whatever, young Mitch. All right, young Mitch. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap that part up there. Thank you again. I'm talking about balls deep in love. And we're back. Welcome to the third segment of the Mitchell Robert Reed podcast. Presented by our friends at Coolridge. The first thing I saw when I turned around. Coolridge! <laughs> Alright, so you've got to pick between the following. 
within five seconds, like a fast money round. What do I win? You win another beer. Oh, okay, go take that. <laughs> Bring it on. Either either you get another beer. So Simpsons or Deadwood? Simpsons. Coffee or beer? Beer. Books or movies? Movies. Ned or Ringo? <laughs> oh, um, Ned. Ned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weights or cardio? I was making you wait. Um, <laughs> neither. neither yeah. I'll, take the, I'll take the third option yeah. for 10. Um, pasta. pasta. <laughs> uh, impromptu night versus a planned party. Planned party. I love looking forward to something. Okay. Uh, World of Warcraft or Call of Duty? Oh, wow. Wow. Bunk beds or your own room? My own room. Yeah, <laughs> what, as an adult? Or... Um... <laughs> Is, it, is, it, is this? Uh, am I staying tonight? <laughs> um, We've actually got your bunk bed all the way from no. uh, the one you know that mum you fell off. Still, no, you know, <laughs> mum dad still have those bunk beds. Oh, of course, yeah. Mum does not throw it. <laughs> no, she does That's not. That's why dad's still around. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this is this uh, question from another listener, um, the same listener from before. So he asks the question: If your life depended on it, save myself. No. Oh. <laughs> What bloke would you fuck if you liked life actually? <laughs> like depended on it. Uh, anyone? Or? Uh, preferably a celebrity, because if you say like <laughs> if you say very Daniel Malloy, it's, it's gonna make Boxy Day very awkward. Dad. Mm. I thought that was funnier than it was. Um uh, celebrity. What celebrity would you I've gotta go uh, gotta go the standard man crush Idris Elba. Okay. I thought you were gonna say him when I first when Joe first wrote that question to me but then I did think when you said Matthew McConaughey before uh, a bit too scrawny yeah. <laughs> you were him <laughs> pick one <laughs> pick one alright next one the funniest moment in your adult life when I think of that type of question for you I always think of the I wasn't there but the there's two two funny funny oh you think of the boogie board one no but I'll get, tell you the two that I've got and we can circle back to the boogie board. So the one is when you were um, the golf caddy. Oh, I fucking <laughs> the, hated that. Uh, it was just embarrassing. It was one of those ones where I'm like, I've got no fucking clue why I'm here. I'm bored and some asshole's expecting to uh, get his golf clubs from me. Sure, I'm getting paid, but... Um, mm. Can yeah. you tell that story before he goes, uh, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch. Mitch, so you wander over yeah. like, and he's expecting you to cover the clubs and you've walked over like a trusted advisor. Oh, and I, I got like one metre and he's gone, the clubs. Yeah. Jerkwad. So, so my mental picture is like you and him are both like on like your knees like looking at the, uh, looking at the lay of the green and yeah. That lazy cunt could have walked over and got it himself. Yeah, it's not like you were getting paid today. No, job. 20 bucks a day and a pack of golf balls. That's alright. I didn't play golf. Hmm. I got to hang, hang around with the boys. And adult life, that was in my childhood. Hmm. I think okay. we were 14. 14. All right, what about this one is when you first time you got pissed on a boat with your mates and you told that everyone to slag off? Oh, no, I was just pissed and yelled at everyone. Yeah, slag <laughs> off. Slag off. You've got to take the Simpsons references. Um, what about travelling? We, we had a dust-up in travelling when we went to the States. The first oh, time I th yeah. I think, um, I think I was just fucking jet-lagged and mm. not used to... I think by then we'd... Oh, we just got sick of each other. Hmm. Yeah. It was at Melbourne Airport. <laughs> <laughs> the car ride with mum and dad just drove us fucking nuts. <laughs> move over. You move over. I'm in the front. <laughs> Don't you swear at me, young man. Nick wanted me to take a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I said an Uber. But it was like, yeah. I was, yeah, 
too, too ahead of your time. Mm. All right, boogie board. Oh, well, it's not really my story. It was just watching um, when we were teenagers. Um, I still reckon this is the funniest thing I've seen. Um, it was a really windy day and Dwayne, myself, Malloy, Tim Tiller were all down at the Inverloch Beach and um, we all took boogie boards down with us. Really windy. We're struggling to hold on to the boogie boards. Malloy's let his go and it's fucking bolted down the beach. So he's running. Now, Malloy's always been a pretty fit bloke. So Hasselhoff style. Baby. Yeah, oh, exactly. He's got yeah. the baby oil out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, running in slow motion. He's hammering down at right probably each, maybe 10 centimetres off at each. It stops, smacks a mum holding a baby. Oh, fuck. But he did one last effort to try to grab it before it did that. But in doing so, he's literally like underneath the boogie board before it smacked him. He's just kicked sand into their face. <laughs> he's gone along there, just put sand in there, and it's just like, and just stuck against them. Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, the, the baby didn't make it. Um, <laughs> but it was a good day at the beach. Um, the, the waves were fantastic. I still think that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Painted a nice picture. Yeah. Uh, so your um, porn name. So I normally do like a urban dictionary segment, but ah, uh, was that the evil trash? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got you down as evil, evil trash. Evil trash were the first two cats we had, but so evil sanicky or trash sanicky or. And um, your best dirty joke. I did think about that. Oh, just because just, I actually gave Mitch the heads up because the previous guests I've had, I've just kind of thrown questions at them. And if they've listened to previous podcasts, they might have had an idea of what was happening. But I uh, yeah. just not an avid listener by the sounds of it, so I thought I'd give, <laughs> give my heads up. Uh, it's not about me, so I, I don't listen to things. Um, my favorite joke is a, a kind of a shit one because I find it fucking hilarious. But it's one of those ones where people just give me confused looks and then I try to explain the joke and then they look at me like I'm a fucking idiot because it's not that funny. So I'll tell it. Hmm. So there are a set of breasts, a vagina and an arsehole all sitting down having a conversation and the topic comes up of who's the best. So the set of tits go, I'm the best. I attract men. I provide sustenance for small children. Uh, for sus- <laughs> food, breastfeeding, whatever. Um, I- I'm the best. That's probably I get the blank looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying it at the library um, <laughs> work meetings probably doesn't go down well. But hey, um, uh, so the breasts say that, and the vagina turns around and goes, "That's nothing special." You say you feed the child. I'm the vagina. I hold the child for... <laughs> I pleasure the man. Um... The vagina holds the child. <laughs> You're wrong. This is a good joke. Come on, don't wrong. Just reflect. Joe, if you weren't listening, you could probably hear the renders coming off me now. Um, so the vagina... <laughs> Says, I, I give pleasure to men. And I go. So the vagina says, I, I hold the sperm. <laughs> I 
<laughs> we can edit this, don't worry. You have to. <laughs> I won't. Uh, <laughs> I push on the man. Just <laughs> So, okay, so then the vagina says what it's great as. And then the arsehole says. Sorry, what's the vagina great as? Pleasure with the man. Okay. <laughs> and then the arsehole says and you give a long pause and then you wait for the person to go what? the arsehole says what <laughs> yeah. yeah implying that they're the arsehole and you have to explain <laughs> it to people after that hmm. and the fact that I don't know what a vagina does alright thank you um, alright recommendations for so Joe has a list of like read, watch, listen. Yep. I might have butchered how he the terminologies he uses. So music wise, you mentioned Bowie as a good recommendation. You did. Yes, I yep. did. Yep. Uh, book. Well, I'm currently on the second one of uh, King Killer Chronicles, which you recommended uh, the first one. Um, Don't look at me. I'm assuming you're talking to Joe. Uh, no, yeah. or I'm talking to a bit of fluff on it. <laughs> Um, also <laughs> vagina related. Yeah. Um, so I'm three quarters of the way through Rayla Quoth's uh, adventures through um, Perfection. I don't know. He's, he's a very, it's an enjoyable book, but sometimes I think he's just too fucking good and it's kind of boring. But I'm, I'm really, I, it's, I've, I've gone from actually physically reading books to Audible. Highly recommend Audible for all your audio book needs. It's a subscription-based one, but you can, you know, set it and forget it and not give a fuck. What's it cost you a week or 16 a month? A month but 16 for one book. But, I mean, the one I've got uh, listening to at the moment, that's 48 hours of that book. Fuck so man. that's, a, you know, a long fucking effort. Um, I, yeah, read the first one of that as well. Really enjoyed that. So that was a on-point recommendation. Um I have recently read Fire and Ice. No, Fire and Blood, which was the... Um, ben Harper song, wasn't it? Fire and Ice? Anyway. That is religious album one. Nah, anyway. Um, it which, probably doesn't know what a vagina is. It <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, was the a prequel to Game of Thrones about the Targaryen, Targaryen dynasty, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty fucking good in parts, a little bit long-winded in others, but I would highly recommend it. If you're wondering what the fuck George R. R. Martin is writing at the moment. Um, yeah, what else? I think the next one I'm going to jump on to is Depends What You Mean by Extreme by John Safran. is a book I'm going to read next. It's him interviewing white supremacists and extremist groups. Okay. You know, the, all the luck of a Jewish man going into interviewing people, neo-Nazis and stuff in Australia. Because he's popped up a couple times this week on Triple J, whether he's plugging that particular book or he's got another um if you're a member on audible they have some podcasts that are like exclusives i think he's got one on there as well where he's meeting like uh occultists and random people from um america that the original like the tv show that we watched uh uh, god um what was that versus god yeah so how much of that do you reckon was legitimate or staged Oh no, no! I don't. I don't think they had the budget to not stage it. The, he just knew who to meet to, to press the buttons. You know, yeah. I don't think he even needed to press the button. They were willing. They were engaged with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Same, same as probably what um, the white supremacists that he meets that uh, 
you know, they they want to share their story. They want to get it out there of why they feel disenfranchised and are so hate-filled. All right, so let's totally flip that hate to a bit of love. Sign off to Joe and... Okay, all the best, Joe. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Is this a good one? Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I've been following your journey through Miyamano. Nick. Um, burped Nick then? <laughs> no, it was kind of half a cough and a bit of phlegm. Mm. Um, yeah, we've been rooting for you. Um, like, and masturbating twice a week. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how that helps, but um, I'm going to continue <laughs> doing it. Um, I'm doing my bit for you. Yeah. <laughs> I would say keep plugging away, but it's probably um, keep... No. Keep on keeping on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Nick's been keeping me up to date. Um, if you ever you know, need anything, I'm only a phone call away. Or if you just want to chat or you need some company, it's easy enough for me to piss off work because I have a job I don't overly care about. So uh, I'd be more than happy to sit with you one day if you're looking for the extra company. Um, I know how much you mean to Nick. Um, yes, and... You know, you're just a ripper bloke, so um, I'm really hoping everything goes well with the next lot of um, shit you have to deal with. Um, yeah, the world's a better place with you in it. So, we're, you know, fingers crossed everything. There was a fist pump and a fingers crossed, but then, yeah. Oh, no, no I was threatening Nick. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I hope things, you know, start to improve and you, you start to get some a couple of good runs and things start to get better and you enjoy the new house and mm. apartment. And things go well there. It's a great area. I highly recommend the Bee East. Um, it's a bar okay. in Brunswick. Um, maybe Brunswick East. Um, I presume it might be in Brunswick East if it's called the Bee East. Or the Beast. No, Bee East. Okay. No, just, no, just a bit of mind blown. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, the whole world's changed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I yeah, hope things start to improve. And yeah, best of luck, mate. All right, well, I second that motion. Um, yeah, may your news be good news and good night or good evening or good Love morning. Love's a strong word. Tolerate. Tolerate you highly. <laughs>